Just a couple of boys from WA. But if you're not, that's okay. It's the Mitchell and Michael Show. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast. Uh, thank you for downloading. I think I'm a criminal. I think I... No, actually... No, I know I broke. I know I broke the law, but I didn't mean to. What would it be classified as? It's a misdemeanor, surely. Is it a Mister Demeanor? You're a guy, (laughs) Master Demeanor. Uh, Is it like a? um, It's like a manslaughter, but not murder. Like as in not like no one died. So it's like a manslaughter DUI. Right, so like un- unintended. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I didn't mean to. Isn't mo- I, I think most drink driving would be unintentional. No, you, no, yeah, don't mean to get caught. Most of it would be deliberate. I'm sure many people go. Oh, I think I'm under the limit, and that's the thing of them going of of why we're saying stop because oh, people like, because people misunderstand and go. Oh, I think I'm under. And yeah, if you go. like Kate Ritchie, it which is like not too many. Like weeks ago, where she was like 0. 0.06 or something. It was one of those ones. Yeah. It's like, I've had too many margaritas. <laughs> oh, no. I thought I balanced it out. We had a bowl of chips. But there. the ones that are like, ah, oh, blue, one. <laughs> <laughs> Which, did you ever remember in like country South Australia? It was almost like an unofficial record. Like, it was almost like the paper would be like, and he hit a PB today of 0.75. Yeah. And they're like, how is Gary still alive? Congratulations. And then it was like, you could tell the next one, it was like, people were like, I can beat that. I call that a Tuesday. (laughs) Uh, Stick around, because it is a cheap Tuesday. Uh, Scott Phillips joining us on the show to talk what you shouldn't invest in. Yes. And I also have given him my thoughts uh, on his podcast. Uh, And before we get into the biggest... Cheating scandal in the history oh, of fishing. Outrageous. Uh, we will dive into the biggest headlines and make fun of them. Politics, crime, sport, finance. You've heard the news before, but not like this. <laughs> it's Up Early with Ben Har Harvey. Michael Ross. Uh, give me the headlines. AFL great Kevin Sheedy has revealed he was the one the voter for James Hurd to return as coach for Essendon, despite Brad Scott getting the job. He also revealed that he voted no in 2017, that he voted for Kirkup in the WA state election. He also voted for Clive Palmer, Shannon Knoll in 2003, and Julie Goodwin in 2009. <laughs> that one, the last one was for your mum. Julie Julie actually won, though. Yeah, I know, I know, that's yeah. the thing, but didn't everyone want Poe to win? Because your mum's your... Nah, Chris. Yeah? Yeah. Chris had the best food, but Donna Hay was like, ah, it's too brown. And then Julie Goodwood was like, here's a one slice of chocolate cake. And she was like, amazed. It was was Uh, big at Michael's house in 2009. It was. It was. It was controversial. And speaking of Australian TV, Married at First Sight star Michelle Caron, what a name, has opened up about being love scammed and losing a massive chunk of her OnlyFans earnings. More like only scams. Nice. Or... Marred at first sight. <laughs> Scarred at first sight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, finally, Fremantle has continued to talk tough on Ruckfold. Rory Lobb as they declined to trade him to the Western Bulldogs despite him buying a home in Melbourne. Ooh. Not since Mark McGowan have we seen someone so good at locking someone in WA. Nice. Good job. Thanks. It's good <laughs> there's, to be actually, here. there's actually some new info on uh, COVID. Uh, I'll keep you up to date later. Is it coming back? Uh, no. Oh. The reverse. It's going loosey-goosey. Shocking. I couldn't believe just uh, how fishy this organisation seems to be. 
Yes, in ads, fishy. It was a pro fishing tournament uh, in the US. Uh, the Lake Erie Walleye Trail Fishing Tournament uh, on Friday. Uh, Jason Fisher. Ah. That's his name. Really? Yep. Jason Fisher, the director of the tournament, uh, was presented the winning fish uh, by weight. So they caught a bunch of walleye. Because that's how they do it out. Yeah. So you can, off- you can have two kinds of comp. You can have, uh, you can have length or you can have weight. And they went with a, a weight comp. And uh, he was like, hmm, these are, these are some of the fattest fish I have ever seen. Okay. And he's like, I'm just going to take them over to the side. And the whole, the whole thing was filmed. Yep. Uh, as it, like, this is a pro fishing tournament as well. So this isn't just amateurs. Like, Kananara Barra Bash, of course, is a mix of, like, both. You yep. get a lot of pros head up to Kanas, and you get a lot of locals getting involved. But this is, like, the big money online. Like, like Rex Hunt, Spider, Mark LaCroix, and you. <laughs> yeah, all, all, right. the, all yeah. the bros. And uh, so it's all filmed, and he takes him over to the side, and he gets out a knife. Okay. Right? And he slits open the fish. Whoa. Do you reckon he told him what he was doing, or he did it like, like what are you doing? Yeah, that's yeah. my fish. And he slits it open. And inside, a big lead weights. Oh, no. <laughs> what are the chances the fish swallowed those underwater? <laughs> and uh, have a little listen to the pandemonium that ensued. Jake had nothing to say. Uh, the interesting thing about the director, Jason Fisher, also a police officer. Uh, yeah. So he immediately took action. I like that everyone was like, call the cops. Some guy was <laughs> like, you should be in jail. That sounded like it was like uh, in a war-torn country and there's a riot going on. But you know what's amazing? In America, it is a jailable offence. What? Certain states, their pro-fishing tournament rules can be so strict you can be sent to jail... For cheating. In Texas, the max fine is $10,000 and 10 years in jail. They care more about, in Texas, they care more about pro fishing than they do about pro life. <laughs>Oh, Margaros, look, I'm trying to get you some money for nothing. What do you mean? I uh, was on pedestrian. Uh, okay. Website and it said if you fill in this survey, you could win five hundred bucks. So nice, I know I'm doing it for you. Thanks, and uh, that's why I've been asking you questions all throughout the show. Like you know, have you bought a big ticket item like a boat, a car, or a motorbike in the last year? Will you all that sort of stuff? Now it was a lot of information for a survey. Yeah, no, look, it feels like I gave away a lot. Did of you your tell identity. them my my address? Uh, that's no point. Um, no, I didn't. I didn't. Oh, good, I didn't. thank you. Because I don't remember it. It's already available if I, they wanted. I'm I couldn't sure. put crappy neighbourhood in. <laughs> <laughs> but look, I'm 24 questions in, and I'm starting to think it's a sponsored ad because it asked yeah. me. It's like, have you heard of the Westpac app before? And I was right. like, uh, I have done those surveys uh, too. But before. we're too far along now, and we've got the last question. It says, finally, for a chance to win 500. Oh, I thought it was 500 bucks. What is it? Finally, for a chance to win a $500 Prezi gift card. Oh, Prezi. Prezi, yep. Please tell us in 25 words or less how you stick to a budget. It is Tube Tuesdays. We do have Scott Phillips coming up with a Motley Fool. 
I mean, it makes sense for today anyway. Yeah. And I guess our listeners would like love to hear this. But yeah, in 25 words or less, how do you stick to a budget? So, okay. <laughs> would you like to take a guess at how Michael Ross, me, how I stick to a budget? Um, if it... If it looks fun, it can't be done. <laughs> <laughs> I want to tell them. It's like, so you know how your pay comes in, right? Yeah. Never spend more than that. <laughs> <laughs> ah, never spend more than it's that. It's as simple as that. If they want me to elaborate the way you do this. One, hold up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. You got twelve more words. I got so the way you do this is by eating expired food. From the shops. Expired. But not off. But not off. Food. Okay, cool. And submit. Thank you. And... I await my $500 Prezi gift card. Or... Or... A scam from Somalia. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, a cheap Tuesday. Tune in after 8.30 for the Motley Fool himself, Scott Phillips. But we're going to play a little bit of Tom Price's rant. Oi! It's back. It's been a while. Everyone's favourite game... Where uh, we jump onto uh, Gumtree, other uh, like marketplaces are available, and we're looking for like we're looking to see if the prices of what they're asking like match up to the item. Right. Because sometimes you forget that in regional, you can maybe put a little bit of mayo on. Yeah, and even mayo itself costs like <laughs> eight bucks. Because you know they're a bit further away. Yeah. So shall we start with Tom Price? The town. The Tom. The town of Tom Price. Seventeen yeah. bucks. How much are you paying <laughs> for this? Is their cheapest item on Gumtree? Yep. A 2016 Nissan Navara NP300 front three inch lift and UCAS. Oh, yeah. I. All brand new in box. What? All brand new. They're in the box. Uh, Dobinson's monotube suspension assembly. Everything you need, mate. With oh, adjustable upper control arms. Is it a, um, uh, like a model car? No, it's not a model car. What do you it's mean? It's a three-inch lift. Oh. So it's a, it's a, oh. like a shock absorber. Sorry, because I was like, cars don't come in boxes. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. Uh, so how much? You, basically, shockies from the look at Let's go. For a, for a 2016 Navarre. Someone's going to yell at me for this. I'm going to go 550. 550? Incorrect. Mm. Thousand bucks. Ooh. Thousand bucks negotiable. So maybe you could get them down to 550. I should have had some shockies and I wouldn't have been as shocked <laughs> just then. Meanwhile, jury and bay, yeah. we have a beautiful decorative pewter spoon and candle holder set. <laughs> set of uh, six slightly different heavy pewter spoons. Uh, f- a, 40 bucks. Here's a picture of the spoon. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, nah. Not the size of a Biro pen. As there's, there's six of them, isn't there? Six pewter spoons. My great aunt collects spoons. Uh, 40 bucks. 40 bucks? 40 bucks. Oh, got a little too high there, mate. 10 bucks. Really? Bargain. Bargain a jury and buy. $10 That's like $1.50 a spoon. Do you want a bag of frozen mangoes from Kananara? Oh, okay. From Kananara. Is it pickup or delivery? This is this will, uh, this will this play will be into it. Frozen mangoes. Packed in 2.5 kilo lots. Yeah. Discount for bulk orders, but we're going to go per kilo. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be pickup. Okay. If it's pickup, that means it's people in Kananara. So, you know, mangoes are more obtainable. You know, if it's delivery, it's a little bit harder. I'm going to like 2.5. Let's go 12 bucks. 
What's your point? Yeah, I'll, g- I'll give it like it's ten bucks. Oh. It's ten bucks a kilo. So two point nice. five, twenty five bucks for a bag of mangoes. Jeez. Is that good value? Yeah, that's right. Yes, it's pretty good. Finally, let's end on the 2009 Raptor 700 swing arm in Newman. What? Uh, you know, the 2009 Raptor swing arm, mate. Like, everyone... Oh, it's for a car. Yeah, everyone knows the, the swing arm. A bit of me thought it was one of them, you know, those, like, like cricket technique things, like, you know, like the ball on a string or, like, it was, like, something like The that. swing king. Yeah. Where it was, like, one side was yeah. smooth and one side was a tennis yeah. ball. Okay, that looks to be something for the car. I don't know what. <laughs> I'm the gonna, swing arm uh, go? Let's go 280. 280. Ooh. Oh, it's for a it's for a motorcycle. Does that make it better? It's not a car. Oh, okay. It's a motorcycle. Okay. 280. Okay, no. <laughs> 150 bucks. Oh. So it seems to be, I think, where the wheel, the back wheel, oh. goes in the swing arm. Yeah, it seems pretty important. Off a bike. 280 bucks. Thanks, player. Top price is right. Do you reckon that's new, though? 280 for new? Uh, it's a 2009. What a game. Let us know. Let us know if 280 for a swing arm for a Raptor 700, if that's good value, let us know at 04800 I've had a few swing arms in my day. Uh, as a father, as two fathers here, uh, you know, we can relate to, you know, all the parents out there that, you know, sacrifice every day for their kids. And uh, and I just, you know, I get it now. I'm in the same boat as you guys and um, and I understand. Oh, yeah. Uh, my, my baby, um, you know, he's only one, uh, you know, uh, he's got a lot of energy and, uh, you know, he's eating all the time yeah. and, you know, he's up, he's down, you know, it's tough. It's tough having a one-year-old, uh, you know, and, uh, the things you give up. So yesterday I didn't come to, uh, I didn't come to the work lunch. Yeah. Uh, pretty much everyone in the office went because a colleague had like come back, organised it, yeah. And I was like, "Sorry, guys, can't." Um, got a got a head home, give the wife a, a chop out because uh-huh. you know she had had just a hell of a night uh, because he wouldn't he wouldn't go to sleep the oh, night before. Okay, and so she actually had to sleep on the couch to get him to sleep. Really? Yeah, she slept on the couch because he was like he was so antsy. Why he, didn't he you do it? Say, because I had to get up early to do the show, uh-huh. so she was like, oh, "I'll go," and I was like, "Yeah, I'll I'll come yeah. home early and give you a chop out." And so yeah, I went home and uh, and she was able to have you know a bit of a rest and that sort of thing. And um, and I looked up and you know so I that's the sacrifices you make. Like she sacrificed sleep. Yeah, I then sacrificed like you know a, a work lunch, like hanging out with your mates. Those are the things that you got to give up. Yeah, you know when you become. A parent, and I'm just here to say that you know I get it now, and I'm living, I'm living your life as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did you think owning a dog was going to be this hard? <laughs> no, actually, no. <laughs> it is very hard work. For us, look, you're not my lawyer, but you may as well be it right now okay. because I feel like I've done something illegal, but it's okay because I was kind of doing something illegal. Whilst I did this one. So, like, there's things around it that could be bad, but this specific... You know how when in court they're like, yeah, yeah, but we're not talking about that case. That's, like, other cases. That's other charges. Right. So, on the weekend. And I 
I'm truly honest here. Okay. I'm being very honest. I, which is rare for me, had too many um, beverages on the weekend, and I thought, it's time to go home. So I made a responsible Yeah, it's decision. a good choice. That's actually responsible drinking, when you think about it. Yeah. And I said, yep, I need to, I need to go home. Uh, and we're in a town with those little, like, communal scooters. Okay. Yep. And... I was like, I'm definitely not going to drive. That's That's, stupid. That's a bad idea. But then I don't want to walk either because it's very far. And after these particular beverages, um, it had slowed my internal compass. So I didn't like even know if I would be able to, you know, get over there. So I jumped on one of them communal scooters and you put like your credit card in and stuff. And then you can like, you can go off and ride in. And you can get home in one piece. So you're still capable of doing that. That's yeah. a, that's probably a good sign. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like I said, um, any other trouble, you can't you can't get me in because we're just talking about this one. We're just talking about this. I'm being honest. What one are we this. talking about? Well, this is the thing because is, so I don't think you can ride drink responsibly. Yep. I don't think that's responsible drinking. I don't think you can ride a powered scooter. Well, this this is what I'm saying. You can ride a razor scooter. I found that out. <laughs> Yesterday. Right. But at the time, I was, like, we'll say it, like I was like intoxicated. Yeah. And I jumped on the scooter thinking it was the safer option. And I found out later that's illegal. Yeah, that's illegal. But I didn't know it at the time. And apparently they have little signs and little like reminders when you sign up for the app. Right. But my claim yes. is that I was too intoxicated to read it. You can't sign a document drunk. Is that true? I don't know. <laughs> You're me lawyer, mate. But do you okay. get what I'm saying? Was I too, like, was I too intoxicated? Of course, not condoning it. Okay. It was a horrible decision, yada, 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 all that sort of stuff that gets us out of legalities. But yep. I want to bring it back to the point of like, could I, if I was too drunk to have seen the signs. Okay. So, yeah, what we're looking Where do at we here. Sit there? Okay, so from my understanding, uh, you can't argue the fact about being on a powered scooter. Okay, so that one's by the bar. No, but I didn't know that. I didn't know that at the time. So that's, but that's fine. But, like you, but if you have to cop that, then you cop yeah, that. cop that. You can't ride a powered scooter. No, it makes sense too. Can't do it. There's a lot can't of power on it. Yeah. But you might have a case yeah. for the contract between yourself and the company. Mm. So then potentially, you could argue that the scooter should not have turned on because you, like it should have been inoperable Oh, like it because should, you shouldn't have been able to access it. It should be like one of them DUI cars where yeah. you've got to blow into it. Yeah. Maybe we've got a case there, mate. So you reckon we can blame them? Potentially. They, uh, yeah. And then they will have to put that on all of them. Yeah. Then there'll be brethos on all those little rent scooters and... You blow into the man if you fail, then it won't start. See, this is the thing. I don't yeah. know if that's the case, if we're doing well here or if I'm like in serious trouble. And if I'm in serious trouble, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last week, Mitch, doing a bit of setup, we had like a like a client function night and I was helping out the boss. Yeah. Uh, he goes by the name of Simon. Uh, and uh, I got to see his car and I'd never seen his car before. Was it a Ferrari? 
so is that what you imagine? Nah, honestly. Um, Tell me what you think. So Simon is a is a shortest short short fifty year old man. Imagine yeah, imagine there was a problem with your computer at work and they went, Go ask the tech guy. He kinda looks like that. Kinda looks like the tech guy. But he also looks like he'd be the manager of a Ray White real estate agent. Yeah. Um so I'm gonna say that his car would look like a Toyota Camry. That's what you would think. Yeah. He drives a patrol. What? He drives a patrol. Like a like a bush bashing. Yeah. And it is like and it is like a little bit older. And I was said to him, I was like, ah, oh, I didn't I didn't pick you for driving a patrol. And he was like, what do you mean? You judge a man's car. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was like, I didn't, I didn't pick you for a big four wheel drive. And he's like, I love four wheel drive. Yeah, ah, but if people looked at you, look, you look like you drive a Vespa. <laughs> I mean, it's fair enough. Like, and my car's just like a family sedan, and it still doesn't really suit me. But mm. I said to him, I was like, you don't look like a four wheel driving kind of guy. I was like, is it just for because we live regionally? And he's like, no. He's like, I got a boat. I've got mm. a caravan. I go four wheel driving. He's like, I, he drives the Nullarbor apparently yeah. like every year. You can't assume what, like, based on people's personalities, what car they drive. Otherwise, I'd have a white van. <laughs> <laughs> Look, one eight hundred zero double one triple six. We want to know: Does your car suit you, or does it not? Does it not match you at all? And you tell us why. So one eight hundred zero double one triple six. Does your car suit you? Mike, we're talking cars this morning because I believe that our boss, his car doesn't suit like his look, his style. No, he looks quite nerdy and he's got a real like bush bashing car. Yeah. like, And he's a rich man. I think he does very well. No, he has, we know he does. He's got well. a bit of property. He's the boss. Uh, and the way he dresses though is like, even when I've seen him casual, he's wearing like jeans and like a fleece yeah. Like a fleece jumper. He looks like when you would see, like... Uh, Imagine Jeff your dad. Be- Jeff Bezos and that, but in, like, the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> that's. It feels like him and Steve Jobs yeah. would get along really well back when they made the, the colourful IMAX yeah. or whatever. Now, he drives a Patrol, and he went on to inform me that it's the perfect car for him because he actually loves the outdoors. He's not. He's not a big nerd at all. He loves fishing, camping, caravanning. Bush bashing, loves it, has a big patrol. So it does, in his mind, suit him, but any onlooker, it doesn't. We've got Shannon on the line now. Shannon is from the Big Smoke, but she's found herself along the turquoise coast. Shannon, does your car suit you? Um, well, I drive an 86, so maybe. <laughs> wow. So we're talking like a Toyota 86, like those like two-door, they're kind of like quite sporty. It's quite a sporty car. Yeah, which, I mean, it's really fun to drive. I don't know whether, like, I think I surprise a few people when I drive it. Um, I've rocked up to training and I was like, oh, is that yours? And, I was like, and they're like, they're quite impressed. So oh. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I'm like, do I not look sporty enough? Yeah. It's good to know how little of a car guy I am. I'm like, ah, oh, car from 1986. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, do you know much about the car if anyone came over and they're like, Oh, is this, uh, is, does it, what's the, uh, the, I don't even know what to say here. What's like the, the leaders on this one? What's the, uh, what do they call it? No, no, this is fun to watch <laughs> oh. you do this. Yeah, um, no, I know nothing about cars. Kind of got it because it looked pretty. Uh. Um, 
and it has heated seats. So I, could, I tell them that. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, yeah, it's heated seats. And the, the mirrors go in. But um, that's about it, really. <laughs> it's got a nice VIN number. Yeah, nice. Yeah. It looks like the kind of car, just looking at it now, it looks like the kind of car that if a Subaru pulled up next to you, he'd want to, like, race. Yeah. He'd like to test you out. Do you get revved at the lights? A little bit. Oh. I, I mean, I'm not super observant, so I'm not, like, out to race anybody, but um, every so often I'll pull up at the lights next to me and just vroom, vroom, and I'm like, oh, is that is that for me? <laughs> and then they kind of take off, and I'm, like, just driving at a normal pace. I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> the car version of an unwanted cat call. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Shannon. Thanks. Michael. Joining us online now, as he loves to on a cheap Tuesday, is the one and only Motley Fool himself, Scott Phillips. How's it going, mate? Thank you, guys. We'd rather not rather anywhere else. This is the yeah. only place to be on a Tuesday. Look, I listened. I listened to your podcast the other day. I had, a, kind, I had a long drive, and all my regular podcasts <laughs> were out. Uh, <laughs> but radio stations were gone. The car stereo yeah, was broken. Yeah, you couldn't remember the words to any songs. Literally, I, I, yeah. yep. I was like, my own thoughts. I was trying to drown it out. But no, it was really. Good. It was really good. You had had a good mailbag. Um, mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. just look. I thoroughly enjoy it. Normally we say listen to people's stuff and it's crap, and but we have to say it. But you, great podcast. But except you'd say that too if it was still crap. That's the beauty of it. It, it had us thinking. We're like, yeah, cool. What do we invest in? That's great. Mm-hmm, they're, we're mm-hmm. all, they're always telling us that companies, stocks, but like. What's the things we, we shouldn't invest in now? Like uh, Michael was saying off air, like fossil fuels? Is that like, uh, do they still make money even though that we're getting away from them? Or mm, Really good question, guys. So, like, I think when you're thinking about investing, you think about long term, right? We talked about that before. So, then you've got to say to yourself, okay, well, what's going to be bigger and better over the long term? And that's really kind of, you know, you know, so many people make investing really, really complex. And it doesn't mean you can't lose money with some simple questions. But what it means is if you break it all back and just say, hang on, if I want to invest in a particular business and I want that to be worth more at some future point, then the business itself kind of has to be bigger and better at that future point. That, that's how share prices go up, right? Now, in the short term, you know, people get excited about stuff and we've seen the after share price rise and fall and all that kind of stuff. But in terms of real businesses, let's take Woolies, right? If Woolies shares are going to be worth more in 10 years' time, they're going to have to sell more groceries to more people and make a bit more profit. That's, that's kind of how it works. So if you really take it from first principles, you're looking for companies that are going to grow, but you're also looking to avoid those ones that either you don't, you think you're going to decline, which is obviously terrible, or you just don't know. And there are so many ways to invest, so many things to invest in. You don't have to have a view on everything. If you look at something and say, that sounds like a crap business, <laughs> then you avoid it. <laughs> if it's like, oh, I don't know. I mean, I could imagine it might, but maybe it won't. Again, just simply give it a pass. It really is that simple. And it's kind of, you know, imagine what people are going to be doing, using, seeing, thinking. Fossil fuels probably are going to be challenged, frankly. Now, it doesn't mean like share prices can't go up because maybe we use less of it, but there's less drilling and, and mining being done. So there are, there are reasons why they might be great investments, but it's just easy to say, you know what, I don't know. So I'm going to give that sort of stuff a miss. And I think that's a really, really solid starting point. Also look for disruption. If something is in line to be disrupted. If you were, if you were you know, making, uh, you know, a horse and cart, you know, carts and buggies back in the 30s and 40s, you're probably going to say, you know, this car thing, that might be here to stay. How about <laughs> I don't double down on, on horse? But think about, think about Kodak, right? Think about digital cameras. Think about Blockbuster with video. Um, there are so many of these examples where you literally, the good thing is, if you're just going about life, you see what, see what sort's changing, how people are doing things differently. It's like, well, you know what? I don't reckon that thing is going to keep going if and when that technology or that disruption continues. Now, how are we looking at in the rate 
sort of situation. Oh, so I know oh, you had to ask, didn't you? I know where to like <laughs> look and not look to make my money grow. Yeah. But the rates yeah. want to take my money. <laughs> they yeah. do. They do. The rate monsters, the gremlins, are something in that. Uh, yeah. So look, we're going to be poorer this afternoon than we are this morning. Put it that way. Um, if you think about where rates are heading. The RBA is pretty much going to raise by either 25 basis points, a quarter of a percent or half a percent. That's just kind of what they've already flagged they're going to do. They've already said neutral rates are somewhere between 2 and 3%, but they don't want to be just neutral. They want to go into what they call contractionary territory. They want to stop us spending money. And right now we keep spending the retail sales numbers just recently, yeah. growth of 0.6%, right, for a month. Now, if you annualise that, that's 7%. And the RBA is sort of, they're going to sit the table and say, Guys, we told you. Like, we, we asked you to stop spending. We told you we're going to put rates up if you didn't. You're still spending, so I guess you're going to have to have, you know, higher high mortgage rates. Um, that's just the ugly truth. They want to get inflation under control. They need to. Trust me when I say we don't want inflation to continue at super high levels for long than it has to. But the pain, the cost of that, unfortunately, is going to be more expensive mortgages this afternoon tomorrow than they were this morning. Are we in a toxic relationship with the RBO? <laughs> <laughs> I think we pretty much are. Just quietly. They, they say they love us, but do they really? I'm not entirely well, sure. I think they do. If you want more of Scott right. Phillips, make sure you grab The Motley Fool on Listener or The Good Oil. Great listeners there and head over to their website. Scott, great stuff as always. Appreciate it, boys. If you one. enjoyed the Mitchell and Michael podcast, remember to subscribe, leave a review and share with your mates.